You are now entering the world of Blissful Living, broadcasting around the globe and on the Blissful Living Network with Rochelle Marie Lawson. Are you lacking energy, clarity, and that sense of true well-being? Are you overworked, underpaid, and know that you deserve more in life? You are not alone. Improve your wellness, wisdom, and wealth so that you can step into living the life of your dreams. And now, here's your host of Blissful Living, the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. Hi, welcome to the Blissful Living Podcast. I am the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. I have a powerhouse guest with me today. We're going to be talking about being brave, bold, unstoppable, powerful women. But hold tight because I want to do a proper introduction because she's a bad chick, y'all. As you know, at this time, I'd like to tell you all to go find a place to sit where you will be undisturbed. Get something to write with, you know, a a piece of paper, a pen, pencil, get your favorite beverage, cup of tea, water, cocktail, wherever you may be listening, whatever is your thing. Go ahead and do that and tell your family to give you a few moments so that you can absorb this information because, Um, Really, it's about uh, learning how to be that powerful, that brave, that bold, unstoppable woman. And my guest is going to share some words of wisdom and lots of nuggets of gold. Uh, So you definitely want to be able to capture that. So while you're doing that, let me take care of business. I want to thank our sponsor, Blissful Living for You at Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U.com. Phenomenal uh, company that focuses on your wellness, wisdom and wealth. In addition, they're having these events that are called the Brave Bold Unstoppable Women's Summits coming up later this year. First one is in Washington, D.C. area, August 19th. Then we go to Atlanta, October 14th. And then we bring it home to San Francisco on November 4th. And if you're curious, there's going to be a virtual event happening on July 28th just to share me, to share a little bit of information about these events and why you as a brave, bold, unstoppable woman that's powerful no longer need to ask for permission to be that and why you need to be in the house at the live events. Because at the live events, we get down and we just, look, San Francisco gonna know we in the house, even if we in just one hotel, okay? So you definitely want to check out Blissful Living for you at Blissful Living, the number four, the letter you.com. The next sponsor is All Day Cable Incorporated, premier telecommunications installation company located in Heart of Silicon Valley, San Jose, California. They've been in business since 1989. They specialize in network distribution, aka installing voice, data, fiber optic cabling, your wireless access points, road, modems, routers, audio, video, speaker system, uh, monitors, whatever you need so that you can communicate effectively and efficiently with your customers, then you definitely want to check out All Day Cable. They serve a small, medium, and large company. So they are located at www.alldaycableinc.com. Boy, my mouth can't keep up with the words I'm saying. So it's like, woo, get some get some juice in, those, in that mouth, girl. But okay, I'm, I'm acting a fool. Yes, I am. Because I'm a queen and that's what I can do. I am brave, bold, powerfully unstoppable. So let me tell you about my guest, you guys. Okay, I hope y'all ready. I hope you are ready. Her name is Leslie Liu and she's the founder of Reclaiming Your Courage, a trauma-informed self-defense coach, international best-selling author and speaker. She values love, courage, 
and community. Her mission is to save the lives of women and allies globally. Leslie is a second generation Korean, Chinese, American, San Francisco native mother of two beautiful babies. She is a two-time black belt and has been a martial artist for over 20 years. Purpose-driven women work with Leslie to escape bad situations, stand up for themselves, and reclaim their voice. At the start of the pandemic, Leslie was deeply imp impacted by the rise in anti-hate, anti-Asian hate crimes. And that was just so sad. She has dedicated her life to pound stop. Asian hate or hashtag stop Asian hate and strengthening her community by helping Asian women find their voice and not fall victim to being perceived as easy prey. She is an ally to, I, I don't know, I'm going to say BIPOC, BIPOC, Latinx, queer, neurodivergent, and disabled communities. And she's going to talk about empowering women through self-defense. So, girl, bring Woo, it. Is it November yet? Is it November? Making it on the stage? Hold on while I do right. it. You better be there. You better be there. Because, woo, Leslie Lou brings the energy. She like me. It's like, you know, I bring the energy. I don't think we don't know. I don't think we know how to act any other way than to be our true selves and be energetic. And Leslie, I, you know, your topic is, your topic and what you speak about is powerful. I want you to share um, a little bit about your background so people can understand where you came from and how you, as we do all evolve into really being unapologetic for being brave, bold, and powerfully unstoppable. Yeah, thanks so much, Rochelle. So um, I really focus on women's empowerment. So where I am today, I'm the founder of Reclaiming Your Courage. And really what that means is that I help marginalized communities really use their mind, body, and voice to protect themselves um, using a holistic approach to self-defense. Was it always that way that I like show up in this way to be confident, to make earthquakes with my voice, to feel like I could really stand in my power? And the answer is no. I grew up in the Bay Area, born and raised uh, in San Francisco. My mom, um, you know, was working in the Tenderloin and in Chinatown as a bartender, you know, like we we struggled. She was a single mom. And I, I remember different flashes of my life, like being that chubby kid uh, that everyone picked on, that spat in my face, that commented on that smelly lunch um, and told me that I would never amount to anything and that, you know, I was ugly and I was fat. And then fast forward a couple years later uh, in middle school, my mom decided, you know what? I want you to get in touch with your roots. I want you, I want to send you on a plane to Korea. So um, she sent me on a plane by myself to visit family, not knowing that that on that trip that I would be sexually assaulted in a vehicle um, by a family friend. And I, you know, that was like the start of some very traumatic experiences. Uh, I didn't really feel I didn't, wasn't equipped with telling anyone because culturally um, you're not supposed to mention anything that would bring shame to your family. And I just didn't know. And I honestly felt like it was going to be trauma Olympics in my family, which is mm. like, okay, well, you did that. Well, I've been through worse. I've been through war. Right. And so the cost of like 
not speaking up and, and holding that in that carried with me all the way to like college to the first time someone ever held a gun um, and held me up on the streets. Uh, did I do anything even though I had a martial arts background? No, I froze. And then you, you translate that from the streets to the workplace. Um, you know, like I, I worked in very high-end hotels and hospitality and I never advocated for myself. I, I let, you know, one of my bosses essentially talk to me like a dog and really, really devalue me. Um, and I think that that's something that all women can relate to is like not advocating for equal pay, not asking for more, not setting up boundaries. Uh, and then moving on to Silicon Valley and microaggressions in the workplace and people like disturbing me with, you know, mention of like race. I'm like, hey, that's a racist joke. And every time people would push back on me, like I just didn't know how to defend myself. I might have said something, but I wasn't equipped to keep keep standing in my power. Um, so fast forward, you know, the pandemic just started and then the rise in Asian hate crimes really, really catapulted. And I'm talking about like elders, pregnant women, um, you know, thinking about my own mom with my child um, being held up, right, uh, and robbed. Those things like kept me up at night. So I was like, there's gotta be a way to really empower communities and it's much more than just like kicking people in the groin or poking them in the eyes. Like people are legitimately scared. How can I use a framework <clears throat> from all my experiences to really help people like beyond just the physical stuff? Like how, how to teach people to use their voice, how to have a strategy around how do you get in and out of situations that make you uncomfortable on the streets or in the boardroom? not even like feeling physically unsafe. Like, what do you do if your male counterpart interrupts you or takes credit for a project you were working on? So, so I'll just kind I wanna, of there. I wanna, so you, you went from, you know, thank you for, first of all, sh for sharing your story because there were some very personal things in, in that. And, um, and when you share personal stuff, sometimes we feel very vulnerable, but there are people out there that need to hear our story because they've, have similar stories or their, our stories are just like theirs. And we escaped into being this powerful, brave, bold, bad, unstoppable, you know, women. Um, and so it gives them power and hope. It fuels them with a little fire to ignite the power within them and gives them hope that there is a better way. There is a better way. So thank you so much for sharing. With regards to um, finding your voice, and being powerful with your voice. I want to start there first, because I know there have been times in my life, I, I tend to have a very, I'm much more refined now. It's a, it's a lot of, it's a lot easier. I, I dole it out a lot easier. I still say I need to work on it. But when I was younger, um, there were times that I, my, I would lash, my tongue would lash out at someone, but it was only when I felt that I had been pushed into a very vulnerable place mm -hmm. And in order for me not to feel vulnerable and trapped, my weapon was the lashing of my tongue. Sometimes it worked and sometimes it did not work, but it, I did not come with it from a place of power. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? I came from it with a place of fear, which was so much different. Can you share with the viewers and the listeners about 
how do we come and articulate from a place of power when we're confronted with fear? Yeah, it's a, such a great question. And I think that it's easier to just tell people to speak up, use your voice. But really what I concentrate on is giving people a framework. You have to give people, you have to really dive into mindset and focus on your self-healing, right? Like you have to increase your self-belief that you're even worth fighting for. Because if you lack that self-confidence, your voice is not going to follow, right? It's, it's, it's going to, you're going to be fronting a lot, right? So it's really pumping into your mindset. It's really creating body awareness. And when I say body awareness, I'm not saying for you to be the most athletic person in the world. It's understanding, well, hmm, like, where am I feeling this in my body right now? In this moment, I want to speak up. Am I feeling rage? Am I feeling fear? Where do I feel that fear? Right? Is that in my chest? Is that in my gut? And really understanding because if you don't have that mindset work and that awareness in your body, you're just spitting out words that mean nothing. You're not embodying your boundaries. And so uh, with my system, it's a really about aligning those things. It's like creating your boundary statement. Okay, you already know someone's going to be coming at you. What's one thing that you can say to be very clear and concise, right? Because I know exactly what you're talking about. Back <laughs> in the day, it's like, I'm young. I'm going to just lash out with my tongue, but I'm not prepared for the repercussions. Exactly. Because it's not refined. And sometimes we want to win the argument. We want to overly explain our position. Well, let me tell you, this is the reason why this is important to me. And you get out, you know, you know, no yep. boundaries as you evolve and as you heal, it is simply about managing your space. You just need to be very explicit about what it is that you need. You're too close for comfort. I need to take two steps back. Homie, I'm at the ATM. I need to take two steps back. That is very clear what I need. I don't need to be rowdy. I don't need to be aggressive. Right. And then it's the same thing with energetic space, time space. Like, hey, with your partner, honey, I've been with the kids today. I need 30 minutes to myself. Do you need anything before I go? Right. You are claiming you your space. But when I work with women, it's about being very specific as to what you need. It's not trying to make other people comfortable or right. uncomfortable. Right. Oh, man, I love it. I, I love that you actually gave the women that are listening and viewing, viewing us um, permission. You mentioned something when you about time in your time. So often women give up so much of their time. So much of that time takes so much energy and doesn't allow them to feed and nourish themselves like they should. And at the end of the and do that again. It is very important to create boundaries with our time because that allows us to ground ourselves and just get our minds right, right? Um, so I love what you mentioned that because there's so many times that people, women in particular, do not even look at taking time for themselves. They don't even see that. And that's why one of the reasons I say, find a moment. When the, at the start of the show, 30 minutes is sometimes all you need. If you can get more, go ahead on, you know, but 
it's important for us to take that time. And then the other thing you shared, Leslie, was um, in the workplace. I know you had a, my <laughs> God, better be nice. I've been not say the word I won't say. I think it's actually too good of a word for that boss. Um, but you had a woman boss that was not very one professional to probably had some anti-ethnicity type of thing going on. I don't know. She wasn't Asian, was she? She was Asian. So, oh, that's, what even, so that's what makes it even more jacked up. So uh, Rochelle knows is that I worked oh, for- you got to share the story. You got me for a what? Because you know what? This is the other thing women need to know. Your race can also do hate on you too. Okay, they can also put you in a dis disenfranchised position just because I meet another sister don't mean that other sister is going to help lift me up. She may be throwing me sidearm or getting or treating me like Leslie do Lou has experienced. So, Leslie, please, girl, go on, share the show. You got to share sure. this. I mean, I went from like cleaning bathrooms in a gym. I was working three jobs, right? And so when I was working in this hotel, this woman, Asian-American, um, I really looked up to, right? She had the Hermes bag. She was like someone who I wish I could elevate to. She sold me on the idea for a position, right? And I equated that with like, I'm going to be able to provide more for my family. You know, I'm the first one to like go to college. Like I'm going to be able to make more money and take care of my family, right? So I got misled. I got sold. <laughs> well, come be a coordinator. Really, it's a personal slave, right? It's like they, she, she did all the right things where I'm like, okay, yes. And, and to the role, it was like, just be obedient. It really was the devil wears Prada. Like put, put your bag, put her bag on my, you know, desk, expect me to, to, you know, put it away, accompanying her to lunches and stuff like that. It's just like, I'm a dog. I'm not, I'm not allowed to have an opinion. And so the breaking point for me was, um, she wanted me put, to put together a sales and marketing folder. And just because I didn't put it together the way that she wanted it, right? It, I mean, it's still like not the same sequence, right? It's still the same end result. She like lashed out on me and she like sat me down one day, red pen, piece of paper, drew a bell curve and was just like, you know, some people are at the top of this bell curve. And some people like you are a little bit more slow and dumb down here. And in the moment, it's like, oh, okay. Like I'm taught to be respectful to Asian elders. So I don't say anything, not realizing what the price of that was. And the price of that was, is that that really ate me up. I like got an ulcer, sat across from a doctor that was like, you know, you have an ulcer. I was like, okay, just give me some pills for that. And they're like, no, if you don't find a way to like cope with your stress, you're going to bleed out. Right. Like I was on bland food for like nine months and they're like, you, you, you really got to take care of yourself. And so, yeah, like I, you know, one day I was just like, screw this, like I'm out. And you know, like I quit no notice, like I quit. And the look on her face was just priceless. But, um, it's because I valued my life at that point. I was so sick of being so sick of being tired. And so if we're talking about energy, it is so much more efficient for you to stand in your power to speak up when someone teaches you rather than just accommodating people. 
people pleasing, letting people steamroll on your time. If you, if someone has to teach you how to convert that energy, and that is why I'm so passionate about helping women because women in corporate life are just like, I'm tired. I don't want to get out of bed. You know, that feeling where it's like, you're just looking at your clock and you, you, you just can't get up. You're burnt out and you don't want to go. Mm. And yeah, we, we have to empower each other to, to stand in our power and value our time, value our gifts, even when people don't know or can't see our gifts because they, all they can see is their gifts, right? Like that woman. Um, and I also know that when the, um, the Korean people that lost their life in Atlanta area, um, she was not very, and see, this is blowing my mind because all this time I didn't know she was Asian. She was not empathetic or anything and couldn't even kind of relate, you know, and um, it's very sad because to me, she's a disempowered woman and she needs to assert herself in a way that makes her appear, appear powerful, but she really is disempowered, power. she's not brave, she's definitely bold, and she's very stoppable, right? She's very right. That's false power because you're just trying to control and manipulate. You're not trying to, you know, that's what I love about the Brave, Bold and Unstoppable Summit and the work that you're doing. It truly is like, you gotta be able to, elevate yourself and then stick out your hand to another woman and say, I found another way. There's a way through it and yes. we're going to get through it together so that there is room for all women to succeed and thrive together. There's space yes. for all of us. Yes. You know, and, and it, it is so true. So we talked about standing, standing in our power with our voice and our, but let's move into the body with regards to, standing in our power, because, you know, you can talk all kind of powerful words, but if your body is looking like you weak, like, you know, olive oil, <laughs> I don't know if you're <laughs> well, the sailor, man. Yeah. Yes, living the garbage can. No, okay. Um, but if you weak looking like her, it, it doesn't matter, or you're not confident or you're not standing up in, in power. It doesn't matter what you say, you're not going to be taken. And the also um, fact that when you're out in public, this leads to you being perceived as vulnerable. Can you share about being in, in power with our body and things that um, can prevent us from being that vulnerable person? Absolutely. I do a workshop simply on embodying your boundaries. And what that means is that first, it's about helping people understand you've got a whole mess of situations that make you feel vulnerable to a type of attack, whether it's physical or even like toxic family member, you know, bad relationships, something. I tell people, you already know what the threats are. It's about equipping you with weapons, right? It's about, you know, how to use silence, not letting silence use you. So I like to give people a game plan for when shit hits the fan. Yes, girl. And oh, girl. Drop that target. So it's one thing, because people are like, well, I don't know what to say. I was like, you do know what to say. So if you're watching right now, I guarantee you, you know exactly what you want to say. But you have limiting beliefs and you have fear around saying it. As your coach, it's not about me telling you what to say. It's about me helping you pull it out of you. Mm. So. First, it's identifying what are the situations that make me feel vulnerable? What's coming? I already know what so-and-so is going to say. I know what so-and-so is going to do. Second is, what is your boundary statement? 
what is one statement that you can use to really anchor yourself? And so right now I will tell you, just practice a boundary statement. And an example of a boundary statement is, I need space right now. I need space right now. And you can use that with the overbearing friend that's calling you on the phone, taking up your time. You can use that with a partner. You can use that with someone who's too close to you at the ATM. I need space right now. Simple, clear, and concise. But now the other part of this is if you are saying that and your shoulders are scrunched or you're on your cell phone and you're like, oh, get away, like I'm going to defend myself. Is that really sending the message to the other person that you are protecting your peace and your energy? No. And so what we do in the workshops is it's about getting feedback from your community and other people. It's like, hey, I want to practice my boundary statement. Can you let me know um, how, how you're receiving that? And, and people might say like, yeah, I mean, it sounds powerful, but I'm not feeling it. Like go to people you trust. And they can be able to help you say, like, I don't know, like your body, it's kind of like you're not, you know, you're not really owning that. And I challenge you, if you're watching this, is to really start being aware of that. Like, oh, yeah, well, maybe I am hunched over when I'm when I'm saying that. Maybe if I just lift my chest a little bit, squeeze my shoulders, right? Pretend like you got a, a tennis ball in between your shoulder blades and you just, you're squeezing, right? These little things make a big difference. And so I get it. It takes practice. I tell people, you, you're not going to go from zero to 100, right? If you don't practice these things, you are less likely to use it. So find language that's authentic to you. Be clear and simple and speci specific as to what you want. And then pay attention in your body. Say it How to should your our feet be? How should our legs and our feet be? Should we be standing with our shoulders back and our chest out, but our legs crossed in front of us? Or no, not the, visual, the visual you want to be is I want you to just picture for a second that your feet are planted into the earth. Your feet on the concrete, it's is just like an oak tree, and the roots are just growing and elongating and going through the concrete and the pavement. You are rooting yourself right? Like I'm worth protecting. I'm worth fighting for. You, your feet are the roots of the tree. Nobody is going to bet. They can bend me, but they're not going to break me. These are visuals. These are the mindset we got to have, right? Yes. The words don't mean it. The words don't matter as much as I don't know if you've, uh, I mean, I grew up Asian. So like when there's that look, right? Like <laughs> everyone knows don't cross mama. Mm -hmm. right? So it's, I think we, overly complicate things by focusing on the right words but i'm like no it's it's energetically like what what is the message that you're sending right like i like to eat a meal by myself rochelle and when a man thinks that they can sit across for me and not at you know like i let it be known like you're not sitting there right like i'm not having this conversation seriously mm -hmm. man it, it happens all the time mm -hmm. And I said, no, I think, you know, I didn't invite you to sit with me. Right. Right. Especially if they don't, you know, they come, somebody comes up and like, uh, and they just sit versus, is it okay if I sit here? Then you can, sure. you, know, you know. Right. So we need, as women, we need to be able to ask, like, so how many times you, you've been in line for something and someone's like too close and we just like modify oh. our bodies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is why being able to say, 
hey, I need you to take two steps back right now. I need space. That's not rude. It's not aggressive. Yeah. My thing is, can you give me some space, please? Yes. Can you give me some space, please? Yes. Yes. Um, because, uh, yeah, I and, and I do that uh, a lot, you know, when I'm the energy is not, particularly like in the grocery store line or people read, no, don't reach, excuse me. <laughs> can you give me some space? What do you need? Let me, don't reach over me. Don't, you know, give me my space. Or even I've learned to do that when I've had, you know, been in meetings or, um, it, and believe me, it was a learning process because like I said, I would come with the lashing of the tongue, but it was coming from fear. And now I can give still a lashing of the tongue. That's a little bit, that's way more receptive, but it's not coming from fear. It's coming from a, a, a point of power and empowerment with not only me, but the person that's on the receiving end. Of course, I know how to say things a lot better. I'm not the sugar coat type of gal. I will never be the sugar coat type of gal, but I do know how to, um, you know, instead of stabbing them with a, you know, 50 inch knife, I can give it with a little pocket knife. And that's what I'm talking about is that empowerment really is about doing it with grace yeah. and assertiveness, yes. right? We don't, we don't have to be messy, right? But what is, I, I encourage you to think about it. What is, what is the cost of me not speaking up for myself or not protecting my energy? And for me, it was, there's lives at stake. Literally, if I see an Asian elder being attacked across the street, yeah. Like, that's a matter of life or death. And I, I know that sometimes we don't want to say things to get in the way. Um, but at this juncture, it's about being human and showing your humanity and leading with love with people. And I truly believe that that's what empowerment is. Empowerment isn't me just throwing that word at you. It's really like, how does that feel for you? Because people, when they think about self-defense, they're like, Oh no, I'm not into martial arts or that's like, you know, the, that's all the kicking and punching stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm here to change that. There is a way. Cause they're like, well, I'm small. Right. I get that all the time. I'm small. I'm old, you know, yeah. I'm strong. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, when people get done working with me, it's like, Oh gosh, that was so good and simple. It's you focus on the basics vote. It's so it's verbal, it's verbal training, vocal training, really being in tune and grounded in your body, right? How do you make sure nobody shoves you on the ground? I'm not talking about going toe to toe with someone. It's right. like how to do enough to escape the situation and get back home to your loved ones. And a lot of it is not physical. Most harassment, if you look at the data for Asian Americans has been 68% verbal harassment. Yeah. So we have to get better about sharpening our tongues and saying something when we see something. Exactly. There's so many times, and I will, I've always been that type of person to sometimes the detriment of getting in an argument with the person myself. But um, if we see a behavior and we take a blind eye to it, even though we know it's a bad behavior, then to me, we're agreeing with the behavior and we're allowing it to happen. And you don't have to be forceful. You don't have to become like, you know, Bruce Lee or, you know, Karate Joe, you know, uh, Black Belt Jones or any other, you know, any other, other karate guys. You don't have to. That's not it. That's not the point. It's just um, 
being there for someone else. Because nine times out of 10, if you step up and say, hey, you know, what are you, why are you doing that to that person? Or leave that person alone. That other person, the per perpetrator, will step away. Now, there are those fools that won't, you know, but for the most part, they'll step away because they know that now they're being watched. And generally, people like that don't want to draw attention to themselves, particularly if they're willing to do intention is to do some ill will, you know, robbery or, you know, something like that. Or even verbal harassment. So that's what I'm saying. Imagine if you had a bunch of queens, not just one queen saying mm -hmm. something and uh, seeing something and saying something. Imagine you had two other queens right there. You know, so that's why we have to get comfortable with being able to say things like, I'm really uncomfortable with that remark you made because right. that joke is at the expense of a black woman. Right. And or I am Asian, yeah. Yeah, or Latina or whatever. It, it, yeah. It's true. Um, I've been in situations, I know you have too, and then I'll, this last thing I'll say, where you're sitting around the table and somebody cracks a joke. You know, whether I don't care what race you are. It's not funny. And they're cracking up. And then, and then I sit there and look like, did you just really, you know, that's not appropriate, you know, but we've all been in those situations. And if you're one of those people that laugh at it without thinking about what they're saying, that's derogatory, put yourself in the person position of the person that they might be talking about. And you might feel just a little bit different about that person's joke that is perceived to be so funny. So, okay, Leslie, the girl, um, tell people how they can get in touch with you, where you're going to be, what you're doing, who you're going to be with, all that good Woo! stuff. Okay, how you find me on uh, Instagram, Reclaiming Your Courage, Facebook, Leslie Lou, L-E-W, Lou Tang Clan, uh, or, <laughs> reclaiming, or Reclaiming Your Courage. I got a gift for all of y'all. I have a video training, like, it, which is basically specifically for if you're feeling everything we're talking about today, corporate women learning how to use your voice. I literally created a training video that gives you a visual map of what to do if you feel physically safe or if you're in the workplace and someone's coming at you. Literally, a sh when shit hits the fan, like game plan. How yeah. am I going to get in and out of this situation? And then my website, reclaimingyourcourage.com. Um so yeah, I'm gonna be at the Brave, Bold, and Unstoppable Summit uh, in November in San Francisco. We're gonna be bringing down the house with earthquakes. It's it's gonna be like any not like anything you've seen because you may have heard of self defense and empowerment, but you not not in this way. Seriously, we be creating earthquakes in the room we with do. what we're doing because we nobody's do. doing it in this way in in the way that Rochelle sets up the summit. I, I tell you, I go to a lot of events throughout the year internationally. Nothing is like an event that Rochelle puts on. Um, so, so I'm excited. I will, I will be there and um, get, you know, get in touch with me. But I mean, there's just, there's just a lot, a lot going on, but uh, I cannot wait to meet you. If you are in San Francisco for the event, I promise you that um, it'll be off the hook and you're going to learn things that are going to, be so practical and useful for you to really stand in your power. I love it. Thank you so much. I told you guys I am bringing a very bold and powerfully unstoppable gal to the house today. And she shared words of wisdom that we all can use. And here's a, here's a beautiful thing about it. You can use this if you're female or male. Okay. It, it's not, it's yes, we're, we're empowering women, but there are men that also, can use this information 
that do some of the things that we do. So, and are harassed just like us. So um, I told you guys, and all her information will be in the show notes. So you can definitely check it out. Now, if you are interested in attending the summit, you can go ahead and go to www.unstoppable-womens-summit.com and check out, pick up your tickets and, and share the information with a sister uh, girlfriends and come and join us because we bring it and you will leave so turned up that uh, um, your family ain't gonna know what to do with you. I'm just gonna say they're gonna be like, "What happened?" But I'm still happened. buzzing from last year. So I know it's like a yeah, it's like a it's like this beautiful high um, that's natural and and it's so funny because we all are staying connected and seeing each other and helping each other and promoting each other and that's what the community is really all about and it also um, helps us to support our women veterans um, so there's no woman left behind at the brave bold and unstoppable woman summit and you know what we had some smart men in the house with us last year in san francisco so if you're a gentleman you want to join us come on and be with these women we queens because uh we gonna light the fire and lift you up as well. All right, let me let me stop. Okay, so um, let me close it out. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, Blissful Living, for you at Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U.com. Go check them out. And you can also find more information about the Brave, Bold, Unstoppable Women Summit there, as well as All Day Cable Incorporated at alldaycableinc.com. Again, thank you, my sister girl, fellow queen, Leslie Liu. And thank all of you for watching, listening. Please share the show with those that you love and care about. Subscribe to the show so you get advanced notification of the guest. And you can keep in contact with what's going on in our world so that we can help you elevate your world to be in, in command your throne like the queens we are, that we all are. And, uh, okay, Rochelle Marie Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous, wishing you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit. Until next time, be brave, bold, and powerfully unstoppable. Bye, y'all. Thank you for joining Rochelle Marie Lawson on Blissful Living. To contact Rochelle Marie and to find out more about Blissful Living, click on Blissful Living for You link right here on the Blissful Living Network. Catch all the Blissful Living episodes on demand and available for download 24-7 on BlissfulLivingForYou.com. Until next week, may your life be filled with peace, wellness, abundance, and prosperity.